0: Hey friends! This episode, we're going really deep into the do's and don'ts of your child's eczema free diet. We're getting very, very specific as to why certain foods and categories go against your child's healing process. And we look at other integral components that you have to consider when feeding your eczema kid. Get your pen and paper ready and let's get pumped for today's show. Hey, mama! If you have kids struggling with eczema and you want to get them a life without itchy red skin, then this is the show for you, Eczema Kids. Here, we go deep into diet guidelines, doable at-home remedies, and transformative healthy kids tools that'll empower you to take your child's health into your own hands and win. If you are ready to say yes to eczema-free kids sleeping through the night and drug-free interventions, hi, my name is Andrew McHugh, and I'm the coach and mentor for you. I created this podcast to equip you with the strategies you need to heal your kids' skin condition and soothe their sweet little faces. Let's eliminate eczema and reclaim our lives. Grab your egg-free snack, take a deep breath, and let's dig in to today's episode. Food is your greatest tool for healing your littles. But when we were really struggling with eczema symptoms, I had a hard time nailing down What exactly should I feed my kids? It seemed like every single thing I read or heard contradicted what I had previously read or heard to answer questions like, are ferments good or bad? Which, there is no good or bad foods, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's hard to know, like, will this help my condition or not? You know, bone broth, is this a magical elixir that you should try and drink 12 glasses a day? Or is this a literal histamine bomb that'll send my kid into a flare. So the answer I got from books and the internet and doctors is, well, it depends. Or worse, (laughs) diet doesn't matter and eczema is a chronic condition that you just have to manage. Both of these answers were obviously infuriating because I still have to feed my kids what feels like a million times a day. And I want to help their little bodies heal. After all my research and even dealing with the two separate cases of eczema in our own home, it became very clear that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all approach. But to heal my children, I developed an eczema healing diet based on the qualities that I was trying to reduce in the body, like heat and dryness and counter those with balancing foods so if you look at the qualities of eczema which are mainly dry hot sharp and toxic you can identify the foods and food groups that would be healing or exasperating to the condition and this is all predicated on ancient medicine ayurveda specifically i just really feel like they had it right those sages knew what they were talking about and Through my research, I was able to come up with a pretty good blueprint for how we should feed our little eczema babies. So when developing your eczema-free diet, it's best to avoid, and these things aren't in any particular order, and it's a lot, so make sure you have your pen and paper ready. To create your truly eczema-healing diet, I found it best to avoid sugar, refined sugars, Of course need to pretty much be eradicated from your diet and then even natural sugars they need to be you know limited Uh, tomatoes which are extremely hard to digest they lead to fermentation in the gut and they're they're heating to the body so that helps cause toxic buildup but basically we're trying to avoid anything that is too heating you're going to want to eliminate nightshades from their diet which tomatoes is a, a part of this category, but red pepper and eggplant. These things tend to irritate liver conditions, and their their little livers are already so stressed. You're gonna want you're gonna want to take those out for a while. Vinegar of any kind that ferments in the gut. Nuts, which nuts is I've gone back and forth on this, but they are extremely difficult to digest, and Foods that are really difficult to digest take moisture from the body so you can digest them. Nuts also could be toxic because of molds and things like that. And then it's highly likely that they're one of your child's allergens if they're having a really bad case of eczema. So it's best to avoid those for a little while even though they do have the healthy fats. Anything spicy, anything that just leaves that even slight burning sensation on your tongue, like pepper, just regular black pepper. It just has an overall heating effect on the body. And while you need some of that for digestion and metabolism, eczema is already so hot, you just don't want to exasperate those qualities in the body. Cheese and dairy, also like a really difficult food to digest. They're acidifying overall and another one like nuts they have the healthy fats in there and the calcium and that's that's wonderful but traditional dairy we know certainly isn't doing your body any favors because the pesticides on the feed the low quality feed and then the low quality conditions that the cows are are living in that all affects their milk so it isn't good for our energy our livers to be putting that into our bodies Dried fruits is a biggie. They're really high in food chemicals. And then, of course, they're drying to your body because all of their moisture has been taking out. But the sulfites, things like that, your eczema kids don't need any of that. Corn is is dry and astringent. And it's also a heavily sprayed crop. So if you must have corn do make sure it's organic. Processed foods of any kind you know aren't doing your kids any favors. Those have hydrogenated oils, sugar, nuts usually that aren't prepared correctly, and they're void of any nutrients just because they are processed. So those are a must to get rid of. Chocolate, which is another really hard one, but it's heating to your body, it's drying to your body, and a little clogging to your body. So again, if you have eczema, not a great choice. Dry foods like popcorn and crackers, those also just leach moisture from the body. That's not what we're going for. Anything with yeast, even nutritional yeast, That's fungus and it generates toxins in the gut. It encourages the growth of candida and the gut dysbiosis that your child is currently experiencing may be because of candida in large part. So want to avoid yeast, vegetable oils, of course, canola and corn and all the things that just your body isn't meant to eat. Skip those. Really, the oils that you should be using are ghee, coconut oil, olive oil after you cook, and sesame oil on low-temperature low, low temperature cooking. Gluten, in general, is just too difficult to digest. It's acidifying and likely one of your child's allergens. Eggs is another hard one, but it's, it's a top eczema allergen. It's also acid forming in your body. Egg yolks are very heating and then egg whites, they're built to protect the egg yolk, right? And so they can specifically permeate the lining of an already leaky gut. Garlic and onion, these can also create a toxic buildup in your body. And especially for people who suffer from eczema, they just generally don't have the gut lining to digest these really strong, strong foods properly. Soy is another one that you definitely want to avoid. It blocks your zinc uptake. And many eczema sufferers are really deficient in zinc already. And then in addition, soy crops are super laden with pesticides and then lastly soy is extremely hard for our bodies to digest ferments get their own special mention like kombucha or even pickled vegetables they're often you know hailed as a savior of the digestive system and if you read any sort of gut healing protocol book they generally recommend some sort of ferment At every meal like sauerkraut or something like that but the overuse of ferments increases inflammation and it actually spoils the quality of of your blood the bacteria poop like the metabolic waste products that are in ferments are extremely irritating to the gut and a big burden for the liver and they're also just really fiery and hot in nature so that's why it's recommended that people who suffer from eczema avoid ferments which again is different from anything that you'll ever read and i will have to say homemade yogurt would be the exception here and that's a really good source of of probiotics and we'll go over at a later time how to make that so that was a really long list but i promise you you can develop a whole nutritious healing diet for your child that they will love even without all the things that I just mentioned. So then after you eliminate those foods, you need to look at your child's diet through a seasonal lens. So at the time of this recording, it's February in, in Colorado. So I'm making sure to prepare everything with a lot of healthy fats because it's so dry and cold outside. We don't eat raw foods right now because again, it's just too aggravating to that cold element that we're living in right now. Everything is cooked and, and warm. And by nature, your winter diet should include higher levels of fats and proteins and heavier foods because again, to counter what's happening outside. We aren't eating any tropical fruits or salads or things like that because they're out of season. Lastly, you need to address any known allergens your child has. So if you've completed any allergy tests like the MRT or the ALCAT or IgG or Immunicap or skin test, whatever you've done, you need to exclude those items as well while your child is repairing their gut. So that was a lot, I know. But please know that it's not a life sentence. This is a season and this too shall pass, especially if you're really following the recommendations that I just laid out. Your child will start to heal and when that happens, you can start to reintroduce a lot of those foods that we talked about. But then you'll also have adopted a new way of eating and you likely won't want to reintroduce foods that you know to be harmful or a certain food. You know, too often, like nightshades or garlic or onions, just so you don't do the repair that you've already (laughs) worked so hard for. So, just to recap, when creating your eczema free food plan, first, you want to remove the foods with properties that don't support the healing for your little eczema kid. Second, you want to look at what's in season where you are and prepare foods in accordance to what's happening outside. And third, you want to address any additional allergies to decrease the overall inflammation and help heal their their gut dysbiosis. So on our next episode, I'll take a deeper dive into what you should feed your child because I know that was a really long list of don'ts. Within this, this food plan that we built together, they will have all the macros and vitamins and minerals that they need to thrive. But if you need help creating your child's eczema free diet i would love to help i'll take into account your season any preferences allergy tests and create a two-week meal plan that includes all the meals plus snacks and desserts because you know those are required as well that everything is is kid tested and approved by my three extremely picky children So just email me at support at eczemakids.com and we'll get you on a path to wellness. You're doing great, Mama. Hang in there. Hey, friend. If today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.